<laughs> it goes pop, pop. Oh, my goodness. Oh, come on. Wow. Do you have any idea why I played that? No. I have no idea why you played that. <sighs> no idea. Holy mo- There, There are a couple people going, oh, my God. He's playing Tony C. And uh, the rest of us are going, Tony who? Oh, Tony what? Oh, what is that? What are you talking about? Heresy. Heresy. <laughs> Which? <laughs> yes. I confess. Okay, okay. Let me let me back up. Yes, please do. Good morning. It's 8 yeah. <laughs> That's a good start. Okay. Boston beat Chicago 16-3 to last night. Yay. Extended their winning streak to six okay. in a row. Beautiful. Okay. We're happy about that. This is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just put the bats to them. 16-3. Yeah, baby. Okay. Yeah. So, I said I was feeling euphorious. Yes. Okay. Euphorious. That's a yep, good yep, made-up yep. word. Okay. No, it's not made-up yeah, word. Euphoric. Not euphorious. Oh, Go ahead. Effusive. Euphorious. Okay. Effusive. Okay. We'll take that. And it took me back. Mm-hmm. I went way back to 1964. <laughs> In the way back machine. That's right. Yeah. 1964. Uh-huh. Okay. Tony mm-hmm. Connecticut Arrow. Okay. Uh, don't don't give me that look. I give it to Okay. Uh, Tony who? C. Yep. Major League Outfielder for the Red Sox. He was, Yes. Yes. Really? Stay with me. All right. Right-handed batter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a grad of St. Mary's High School in Lynn, Massachusetts. Okay. Lynn, Lynn, City of Sin. You never come out the way you went in. Okay. Where are you getting okay. all of these? Oh, okay. He was, right. and right. he was born right. in Revere. Okay. <laughs> yep. But anyway, yep. Tony C. started his major league career as a teenager uh-huh. with Boston. He had a home run in his first at-bat as a Red Sox really? against the Chicago White Sox. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Yep, yep. You are right. There are a handful yeah, of there are people out that. there that Tony are saying, Tony C's oh, first beautiful. at bat in no his home kidding. field debut at Friendly Fenway Park in 1964 against the Chicago White Sox. He went yard. First, boom, first bat, at bat over the wall, <sighs> pegged it. And he's still, <laughs> as of last year, yeah. Still had the record for a home run by teenagers in the majors with 24. No kidding. Yep. All right. So Tony C yep. was a ball player. Yes. Before or after his career as a musician? During. What? Yes. That was 1964. Uh, that was 65. He came out with a little putt-putt. So he's coming out of practice. He's like, hey, I got to get over to the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. It was a cute little ditty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll call it okay. that, yes. He was signed by the Red Sox in 1962 at the age of 17. Wow. In 63, he batted 364, 24 home runs, playing for the Wellsville Red Sox in the New York Penn League. And during his 64 season, rookie season with the majors, mm-hmm. he batted 290, 24 home runs, 52 ribbies, broke his arm and his toes in August. Um, yeah, I know. Wow. Well, and now here's the tragedy. You break your toes. How are you running? Yeah, that's a big deal. No. Go ahead. Th- this was and a, your arm. This was a, a big tragedy, Okay. unfortunately. Yeah. August 18th, 1967, Sox were playing uh, the California Angels. Uh, Tony was batting against Jack Hamilton. He was hit by a pitch on his left cheekbone mm. and was carried off the field on a stretcher. He uh, got a fracture of the left cheekbone, dislocated jaw with severe damage to his left retina. The batting helmet he was wearing did not have the protective ear flap oh. that is now standard. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Partially due to the incident. 
Interesting. That's why okay. That, that's, sure. That's because that year and a half sense. later, he made a comeback mm-hmm. um, and hit 20 homers, got comeback player of the year honors, blah, 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 whole thing. But he had to retire because his eyesight had been permanently damaged. Oh, wow. And he ended up, um, because he had damage, uh, he suffered a stroke yeah. uh, because of Aww. that. Yeah. Um, and uh, never recovered, and, and uh, he uh, died at the age of 45, 1990. Oh gosh, that yeah, is sad. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But I mean, he was—he uh, and his brother Billy, Billy C. Billy was always in Tony's shadow. I mean, he right. could oh. never be. Yeah. Uh, but he and uh, um, he and Billy opened a restaurant uh, in Providence. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then he was a sports guy at TV station in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Who, Billy or Tony? Tony. Tony, yeah. Not exactly a slacker, was he? No, He's like, like no, got his all. hands in everything. Not He's at all. doing all kinds of. But uh, so, if you remember the Impossible Dream Year '67, that was Tony. Tony was there. He was part mm-hmm. of it, and it was great. And then, bang, the eye, and it was never the same. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But uh, when I heard the Red Sox just whomped over the White Sox, I'm thinking, oh yeah, Tony C. First at bat, Fenway. <sighs> Good memory. Well, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, All right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Revia boy graduated from Lynn, Lynn, City of Sin. You never come out the no. way you went in. You know? No one's heard that either. I'm sure they have. Ugh. Oh, I guarantee you. There are people. All right, going, five oh my God, other I people. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 right. So, so there you go. Red Sox wow. Nation people. <laughs> that was quite an intro. There you go. To, yeah. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Now, could I have talked about the school shooting in texas yeah no no let's talk about thank tony you. c thank you yeah That's oh, that I opted to go. breaks my heart i know I breaks know. my heart i know um and and um innocent kid i mean it's bad enough when adults are doing things to adults that they shouldn't do well i there's going to be information coming about <sighs> this this kid was damaged goods from what i'm hearing yeah from what i've seen so why was why wasn't there stuff out there uh, uh i don't know and if you can explain to me why he did it I don't want to listen to you because that means it makes sense to you. Yeah. Okay. 19, was it 19 elementary aged kids? Mm -hmm. Elementary school aged kids. They did nothing to anybody. Exactly. They they could not have. Nope. Nope. Tragedy by any, by any nature. Yeah. Um, And uh, I have nothing good to say about the kid. No. Um, No. You know, he's a victim. And so because I'm a victim, I have the right to do this. No, you do not have a right to do that. No, no, no. And a lot of people are victim victims, and yeah. they don't go out and kill. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know. Uh, but this whole victim mentality really annoys me. Yeah. People feel it's not an excuse. That's an for, excuse yep. to inflict my pain on everybody else. Yes, you've earned it. Yep. Yeah, the, like it doesn't. Hell. No, it does not work that way. So see, that's why I went with Tony C. I I like the Tony Thank C. You. Yes. Thank you. And the long. And I can't believe you didn't. I mean, you're a keen girl. You I, didn't know. Why would that be related to Keen? See, my big memory well, no, Red of... Sox, I mean, Red Sox, hardcore Keen people. Yes. Okay. Well, so I am a Keen girl, and that is the only reason that from the time I was a little girl, mm-hmm. I was hearing about Rico Petroselli. Oh, yeah. Okay. Carly Stremsky. Oh, yeah. From my, my dad and my brother. And then years later, and you know I'm not hmm, well-versed yeah. in sports. Yeah. I had the opportunity to interview Rico Petroselli. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I had so much fun. Yep. He was such a good interview and made it so interesting. So then I started to really appreciate the 1967. My uncle lived uh, two doors down from Yaz in Linfield. Really? Yep. Oh yep. goodness. And so I, you know, go down and see my aunt and uncle. Yeah. And it's like, 
in the backyard. <laughs> There's Yaz. <laughs> that is so cool. I'm I'm like, I never leave. Hey, Yaz. Yeah. You know. And, and he was good. It's like, you know, um, <laughs> hey, punk. You know. No, he was, Aww, he was okay. Uh, but that, that was that was cool. I remember yeah. um, as a Boy Scout, um, the troop went to Fenway Park. Okay. And I was just a little shaver. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming through the... Uh, out of the tunnel mm-hmm. into Fenway Park. Yeah. The greenest grass I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because again, you know, when I was a kid in the 60s, uh, we didn't really have color TV. It was right. all black and white. That's right. And so you'd watch the games on black and white, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you'd realize, oh my God, it's the grass green. is not gray. <laughs> yeah. It's green. Yes. Uh, but well, yes. that's the way we thought, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the greenest grass. And I can still. That's that's an image that I have to this day. Yeah. Coming out of the tunnel into Fenway and seeing that green grass. Oh, oh Lord, was fun. it green? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's cool. So that's yeah. kind of nice. Kemlon has been here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So uh, the Red Sox um, put the wood to uh, uh, White Sox. Yay, sixteen to three. That was great. Uh, six in a row now. And again, go back to nineteen sixty-four. Tony C. Did the same thing at Fenway Park. Interesting. First at bat as a teenager. Wow. Imagine the wow, pressure. Wow. You oh know, my local kid. Yep. You're from Lynn, Rivia. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and, and here he is, teenager. Boom, goes yard out of Fenway. Wow. And the crowd just went, Who is He's this kid? Like, Who is this kid? <laughs> he himself, I'm surprised he could run. He's probably oh like, Wait, what God. did I just do? But as a rookie, did yeah. a 290. Wow. Uh, 24 home runs, 52 ribbies in 111 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's... And that record stood. Yeah. You know? That's Impressive. crazy. Impressive. Crazy. 8.15 is the time. On that note, we'll take a break. Be back with more. I agree. <laughs> well, you reach your point. Where, so, yep, yep, yep. No, it's yeah, you embrace your screen. I, 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 this is it, man. Yep. If this is as good as it gets, I <laughs> this am is all as over cool it. as I am. Yep. Yeah. I am there. <laughs> no, it is good. It is good. Huey Lewis and Hip to Be Square. Mm. Corker of a morning. It was nice. Uh, 5.30. I'm sitting on the front porch having coffee. There I was like, you go. I'm liking this. Yes. You know? Yep. And it is. It's a perfect combination of cool temperatures and sunny. It's not cool and rainy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, not bad at all. Um, I usually don't quote uh, Laura Ingram. Okay. Um, but I will. All right. Because I, I happen to concur. Um, she criticized politicians for exploiting the mass shooting in Texas. Okay. And I, and I agree. She said uh, in her comments last night, she said, quote, I want to be very, very clear tonight. President Biden appeared on camera tonight for less than eight minutes, not because he believed that his words would comfort the families or the friends of the victims, not because he believed he would calm what are obviously frayed nerves of a worried nation, parents who were worried and he didn't do it to unite America in a time of grief. No, he spoke tonight because his politic because politics is selfish, because in today's twisted world, it's considered perfectly appropriate to exploit the massacre of innocent kids 
in order to try to turn around your own sagging poll numbers. Today's Reuters poll has Biden at the lowest approval of his presidency, 36%. So this attempt at political resuscitation on his part is despicable. But it's altogether predictable, isn't it? The White House has tried it before, and it has failed. Any politician, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, or somewhere in between, and if you're seeking to use what happened today to help yourself, you should be ashamed of yourself. We have a political process in our country. If you want to change the law, if you want to change the Constitution, go ahead, get the votes and change the law or amend the Constitution. If you can do that, you will find success in whatever your goals are. But if you can't do that, don't come to the nation at a time of tragedy and try to shame the rest of us because we know what time it is. We know what's really going on, unquote. Wow. Okay, yeah, okay. pretty well put. Yeah, any, anybody that uses us to be politically expedient right? and you think you've staked out the moral high ground, mm-hmm. a shame on you, mm-hmm. shame on you. And she, I, I would have said the same thing. I would have taken twice as many words to say as she did. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Because I get emotional about it. To the point, and, yep. and, and so I respect that her brevity. Mm-hmm. And any politician, I don't care what your label is, um, shame on you, shame on you. Um, we, we have a process, okay? Uh, and, and again, uh, if you're trying to indict everybody um, for the actions of one or two, why? That's like if you're a teacher and one kid is acting up in your class, you penalize the whole class. The rest of the class is sitting there going, we didn't do anything. Deal it out to him or her. Why are you dragging us in on it? Uh, it's, okay, I get the thing with, with gun control. So, yes, a tragedy by any means. I get it. But to lecture us and shame the rest of us, um, come on, uh, save it. Um, you're just embarrassing yourself, and uh, it's counterproductive. 8.23 is the time. Um, so, I'm see, this is why I didn't want to go down that road. because It, 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 it is it, a tough one. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a very emotional road. And uh, um, I just I don't want to do it. So, um, 8.23. Sunny, uh, nice out. Um, I'm going to go warm up my coffee. Why don't you you talk to the next guest? (laughs) Well, we will actually probably take a break then so that you can warm up your coffee. Well, you don't work. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not after that. I tried to let her talk to you. Okay, fine. Fine. Okay, fine. Uh, We'll take a break, and Jeannie and I will be back to talk to our next guest right after this. (laughs) There you go, Kathy. You got a song about what we like about you. <laughs> Is it I Know How to Dance? Yeah, well, see, yeah, well okay. <laughs> Boy, are you in for a rude awakening. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy Raymond, the development officer for the Lake Sunnaby VNA, is with us again. Good to have you back. Yeah. How are you guys? Oh, man, it's, it's great. And, and we're, we're going to be talking about, well, a party? Hello? 
A party and, uh, well, two things. A party is a little word on that, but also... Uh, and, and, and New Hampshire a, Gives. A New Hampshire Gives yeah. initiatives that we're involved with that I thought it would be interesting to share with the listeners. Well, absolutely. So, well, so well, I can start at the party because the the party is, there's not a lot to report, but Lake Sunapee VNA, as all organizations, has had to put a hold on most of its in-person events for yeah. two-plus years. And so we are, our goal, we, uh, we, our goal is to have a kind of let's get back together, um, sup, you know, party for our friends and supporters and anyone who wants to come um, under, uh, under a big tent probably at Colby Sawyer College in the summer. We do have a tentative date, but we're waiting to confirm that with the college. So we're really excited um, mm. you, know, to, you know, to tell people to be on the lookout uh, for ads and information about a summer gathering to get back together and celebrate each other in Lake Sunapee VNA, uh, probably early August. So I just want people to be kind of be looking for um, for information about that, and always, of course, can call call me if you have questions. But we're very excited to to be planning a you know get back together kind of event finally. So yeah, well, I mean, just to be able to talk about it and to put it on the calendar is exciting. I know, I know. It's like, are we really going to do this? I'm so skeptical <laughs> at this point, right? Nice. So. Yeah, so um, I just want the community members, you know, we, of course, do ads and send invitations to, to people we know, but just anyone out there, if you have an interest in coming to a gathering uh, that's hosted by Lake Sunapee VNA, um, it, there, there will be ads and, of course, information on our website. But just wanted to plant the seed and let people kind of keep an eye out for it. Well, that's that's excellent. All right. Now you've given, yeah. us, given us another reason to look into summer. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> the other thing I want to talk about was a, an initiative that's um, happening the first week of June called New Hampshire Gives. And um, it's sponsored by the Center for New Hampshire Nonprofits, which is a great advocacy and, and, and educational organization for any nonprofit organization in the state of New Hampshire. And um, I, I, I'm actually looking at their kind of mission statement and basically, um, their vision is that the nonprofit sector of New Hampshire will have high quality, easily accessible, capacity building resources, consistent opportunities for learning, and the support needed to sustain strong leadership that adapts create creatively to change. As a result, the people, communities, and environment of New Hampshire will thrive. That's kind of their vision statement. Sure. And and that's really what they do. They they provide all kinds of resources, which I won't get into a lot of it. That uh, those of us who work in nonprofits can tap into. Um, and you you don't have to join. There's resources available for non-members, but if you are a member, there's even more resources available. So that's what the Center of New Hampshire Nonprofits is. It's a great organization, and they host. I don't know how many years they've been doing this. We've only been involved. This is our third, but I know it's been going on longer than that. A one day of giving um, every spring called New Hampshire Gives. And um, this year it starts at 5 o'clock p.m. on June 7th and ends at 5 o'clock p.m. on June 8th. So it's 24 hours where people can log into the uh, New Hampshire Gives website and 
either make a donation or donations to nonprofits they feel strongly about, or just mm -hmm. learn about all the nonprofits in New Hampshire. I mean, there are literally hundreds of nonprofits who participate in this program. There's a lot of nonprofits in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, they are. And unfortunately, COVID uh, shut down um, a lot of the fundraising efforts uh, that, that sustained them. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel pretty lucky at Lake Summit BVNA because we're not an event-driven organization. We do events every year, and they're very important, probably more for fr as fundraisers than fundraisers, although, <laughs> although we do like to have some fundraising events. Sure. But there are organizations out there who are very dependent on, on special events. And so um, it's been really rough on those types of organizations, like the performing arts particularly and things like that. So... Um, this is a great opportunity for um, anyone, anywhere to log in and and see and learn about all the different nonprofits, and if they choose to do so, um, make a donation to one or more of them. It's a it's a great um, resource for just people to learn about the the area. And uh, what so are the, we what have are, a, Kathy. What are the dates again? So it starts. If, it, the, the dates to, for the general public to log in, look at the site, possibly make make a donation is June seventh at five o'clock p.m. Okay. And it and the New Hampshire gives this year ends on June eighth at five o'clock p.m. Okay. Okay. No, nope, just one week. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And so we we you know we do our own fundraising. In fact, we usually have our own annual fund kind of appeal that most nonprofits do right around the same time, coincidentally, as this New Hampshire gives. And so you know we reach we reach out to you know people in our own way, people on our mailing list, and people that we know. But there's so many people out there that we'd love them to know more about us. Not only for fundraising, but if they should need our services, they know we're here. And so for us, it's, it's almost more of an awareness building. We like to be visible on this, on this special day of giving so, you know, more people might learn about us. And, and possibly, you know, we haven't got a, a ton of donations through it the last couple of years. Um, yeah, you can do as much or as little as you want to promote this program in your own organization. We keep a pretty low-key approach because we do our own fundraising, so it, it can kind of get confusing. So, but we, we have picked up some new donors. We hope, we don't know, but we hope lots of people looked at our profile page and maybe learned a little bit about us. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, so, so you can post videos, you can post pictures, you can just tell your story, you can set up special giving levels. You know, the, the sky is the limit, really, as to how much you, you want to put on your profile page and how much you want to promote the day of giving. But it's a great concept for awareness building about, you know, who the nonprofits are. And, you know, if someone's interested in health care or home care particularly, you know, they, they hope, hopefully will log on to those organizations that provide those kind of services and learn more about them. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea on, on, I mean, you've touched on so many levels that that's a good idea, but I think sometimes for nonprofits, it's easy for the message to get a little diluted because without that, you know, concentrated effort of, okay, let's focus on this. And just like you said, people don't know all the nonprofits that are out there or really what some of the needs are. Um, so if those are kind of just um, scattered throughout the year and, and, and not 
as organized. I mean, I'm sure to some extent that's successful as well. But this um, New Hampshire Gives event kind of really focuses everything and gives you that opportunity to learn about something that might be very meaningful to you and then kind of get plugged into uh, that nonprofit. Absolutely. And and for us, it, it's we're of, of, like any nonprofit, like any organization, any business, you're always trying to get the word out about what you do to new people. And this is a great, you know, you don't know who, what eyes are looking at this. And, you know, even if someone logs on and just scrolls down the list of nonprofits that are participating and just sees the different types and the names, it just, like you said, just to sort of have it all in one place, and, right. you know, mm-hmm. to kind of look through it and, and see what's going on. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and we, you know, with all with all the marketing and the outreach and the community partnerships we have, I mean, a lot of people locally know about us, but even the people who give to us and know quite a bit about us, most still don't know everything about us. And, you know, logically, why should they? They're not, it's not like they're thinking about us every day, right? Yeah, and, right. But we've had people who've been donors for years and years and years. There's still things about our organization that that they didn't know. So it, there's no one way to you know kind of have everyone understand everything you do. That that's not that's not the goal. But the goal is to have a little bit of visibility and, and to for people to know we're here because the whole point is we want to serve the need you know mm-hmm. out in the community. And is- is there any kind of a side benefit also for the organizations? Is there a sense of camaraderie or a partnership of working together or just that kind of sense of, hey, we're, we're all kind of doing the same thing and trying to do Yeah, I mean, I don't, they, they do have <clears throat> the Center for New Hampshire Nonprofits for this program and throughout the year. They do have opportunities to get together and, and meet and talk and go to educational sessions with all kinds of nonprofits you know, leaders and, and staff like me. Um, for the New Hampshire Gives, for me, it's more, you know, we more kind of do it on our own. But the resources are there to connect with other people and, 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 and connect with the Center for New Hampshire Nonprofits with questions and how we might go about it. So you do kind of feel like, wow, we're all kind of working, even if we're working independently, toward this same goal for the to build awareness and have people better understand our mission. And so it does, even if you're not meeting or getting together even virtually with, with people, you do feel that, you know, mm-hmm. that you know, in most days you're kind of doing your own thing and trying to get everything done. And, and, and it, it, it's hard not to, it's hard, it's hard or it's easy not to take the time to sort of reach out to others and see, wow, look at all, look at all these organizations kind of doing the same thing I do every day you know what I mean so yeah I, I think there is a feeling again it's you can use their resources as much or as little as you want but just in concept there's this feeling wow all these people are are preparing and doing what I'm doing today to to, to promote their mission and what they do and and when you look at the list and you just see how many and how different these organizations are I, it makes me feel even more humbled when people choose to give to Lakeside WVNA because there's so many great organizations doing great work. And I think that's the whole point of the Center for New Hampshire Nonprofits and this day is that our nonprofit sector in New Hampshire is very important. And I mean, there's a lot 
of resources going out there to help people in lots of different ways. Well, look at this. So, you've, got, you've got New Hampshire Gives, and then you're talking about the summer party in August. There is life yep. after the pandemic. Right, right. Yeah, we're all you know, we're all still working and doing our yep. thing and and, yeah. and trying to do good work and and it's it is actually very positive, you know, and it kind of it kind of centers me back to, you know, why I do what I do and why other nonprofits do what they do, you know. Yep. It's 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 not only for your nonprofit, but it's for the community good and and the vibrancy of our state and and so it, it is, it's a great thing to be involved with for all those reasons. So I really encourage people to, uh, it, you just go to uh, nhgives.org, yep. and we're going to have a post on our website, on the Lake Sonic PV&A website, and people can, that people can link to it there. Um, but nhgives.org, and you can, on those dates and times, and anyone can just go in and take a look. And visit us and see and read about us. Okay, now <laughs> that would be great. Now you're the development officer for Lake Sun PVNA, yes. so I assume you're the one who's writing the piece on Lake Sun PVNA. Yeah, you have like a profile page. You can kind of tell your story, and it's not it's not it's a couple of paragraphs, but then you can put some pictures and videos. And yeah, so I kind of manage that page. Okay, have you written it yet? Uh, I, I have, but we can. I can edit it up till the day of the. <laughs> well, uh, I have forget, so. I'm scared have, about where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> His questions are terrifying. Well, I love Kathy. I'm just saying, well, stop talking to us and go write the thing. Oh my goodness! Oh, we yes, need her. To I would talk welcome to us. any any tidbits that you think, from your perspective, would be good to say about like Sunday VA Day. So. Uh, I can make edits anytime I want. <laughs> how, how important it is to the mission statement of Lake Sunapee VNA to be on the radio with Jeannie and Peter. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's all about shameless self-promotion Whoa. from yeah, our, our point of view. Uh, well, Kathy, we love having you on. You know that. Well, yes, and, and we're kidding, but these kind of partnerships, I mean, it, it's funny you said that because we talk a lot internally about what differentiates like Sunapee VNA from every other VNA. And it's a very tricky question because we all do pretty much the same services in different yep. regions. Yep. We're all slightly different, but basically our missions are the same. We have slightly different services, but basically they're pretty much the same. So if someone says, why should I give to Lake Sunapee VNA? What makes you different from other VNAs? It's, a, it's like that elevator speech thing, like, what do you say? And we've talked about this in our strategic planning at Lake Sunapee VNA, and I personally believe, having been here for 18 years at Lake Sunapee VNA, that it's our connection to the community, and I'm not saying others don't have strong connections to the community, but our connections and partnerships and collaborations, like with you guys, are really make us stand out. It's really part of who we are, and, and it always has been. And and it's not just it, it's not just the words we we could spend hours talking about the different partnerships we have with all kinds of businesses and organizations in the community and I think that's co- kind of who we are and we really do it every day and we don't, there's a lot we don't have to do and you don't have to give us this time on the radio to talk about Lake Sunapee VNA but you do and that's the kind of thing that h- helps keep us strong it really is. Yeah. You we, know, we, 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 we're part of the community, just like you. Right. We just serve, right. we serve different 
we serve a different segment of the community, but by the same token, we serve the same segment that you want. Right, right. And, you know, you can never, we so appreciate the, the, like this, the WNTK partnership because there's no one vehicle that you're going to reach everyone you want to reach. Right. And there's no one radio station, there's no one newspaper. So we really, with, with fairly limited resources, because we're a nonprofit, really try to figure out where do we need to be to get the word out? And, and because, you know, there's, our audience is, is pretty broad. And so every partnership we have that helps us do that like this is really what I believe what sets this organization apart in many ways. No. And, and, and people, I have rarely had a community organization or a business just say no to supporting us, if, whether it's money or uh, just helping us uh, collaborating with us on something the community is always there and they're and always saying sure we can do something hmm. so yeah. it's it's very powerful so same with the new hampshire center for you know for nonprofits. Oh, sure. they you know it, it's a very powerful platform to remind people who the nonprofits are and and, and learn more and, and and hopefully support uh the ones that mean something to you so um that's what's happening on june 7th and 8th Cool. Beautiful. Well, oh, and, oh, one more quick thing, if I have a minute. Sure. Uh, they just posted for all of us participating. This is an incentive for people to maybe, you know, especially people who may not give to us already or know us. Um, every organization that raises more than $300, which, of course, we're, we always do more than $300 in donations. Some Some organizations really push this and get lots and lots of money from it, but... Um, but any organization that gets more than $300 in donations that day, there's going to be a matching. They have a pool of funds that have been donated, and they're, they're going to they're going to provide a bonus, kind of a, a bonus match at some level, depending on how how much money we're talking about, to every single organization. And it's going to kind of be commiserate with how much you raise. So if you raised $1,000, your match would be different than an organization that raised $10,000. But in any event, whatever extra money that pool of that pool of matching money provides is, I always feel like that's an incentive for people to make a gift because it's gonna we're gonna get a little more, you know, from this matching pool. So that was just recently announced. So uh, hoping that's an incentive for people to, you know, maybe make a donation and, and help us raise a little money. Nice. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, incentive is out there, so we'll see. Uh... Uh, see, I think you're going to do well anyway, but hey, take it. Well, right, and and again, our our feeling about this is that um, it's 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 great visibility to educate some people who are going to visit the site that day, or maybe visit the site another day to to learn about us and others, and that's that's our main motivation is that you know get the and one more way to get the word out, just like this segment on the radio. Hmm. All right. Well, happy to be a part of your partnership. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, stay well. We're gonna we're gonna rock, and uh, we will chat okay. with you uh, soon. Okay. I look forward to it. You take care. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks, Ka- Kathy Bye. Raymond, uh, development officer, Lake Sunapee Visiting Nurse Association. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more.
Say it one time. Wilson Pickett. Land of a thousand dances. 8.53 is the time. A song with attitude. Got a horn section there. The drummer's just laying a downbeat. I oh, love it. Gets you going. Yeah, it does. Gets you it does. Oh, I like this. Stock futures uh, trade mixed ahead of retail earnings today. Um, retailers are going to report their earnings like Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, William Sonoma, Guess, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the futures indexes uh, suggest a slight decline on the Dow when the opening bell rings this morning. Oil prices rose a dollar a barrel to stay above $110 a barrel. Department of Energy released uh, its inventory report for last week. Crude oil stockpiles are expected to fall by more than 700,000 barrels. And uh, on the earnings front, more retailers will report their numbers. Um, and um, uh, retail retailers and companies that rely on direct consumer spending declined. Amazon stocks slid 3.2% and Target uh, fell 2.6%. Uh, home builders slumped followed a government report showing that April sales of newly built homes plunged 26.9% from a year earlier. Uh, the 10-year treasury was trading at 2.76%. Uh, um, so, yeah, it, it, uh, the Dow gained uh, 48 points um, overnight, uh, Dow futures, but uh, it probably will um, tank a little bit after that. Um, so just, you know... No, no big pitfalls, um, but um, there's so many clouds, you know, uh, on on our future right now. It's it's hard to see clearly, um, and and uh, consumer spending that's going to account for a lot of it. Um, and I don't want to see. And the consumers are doing it. They're starting to put more on plastic, and they, they, we were doing really good about getting out of debt. I don't want to see us get back into debt because that's a whole nother series of problems um 855 is the time uh let's go over to uh let's go over to the phone line what do line two line two okay hey kenny hey good morning how you doing uh, living the dream how about you good good couple quick observations one is when you were talking about the uh, red sox i had that so i think you and i are about the same age i i vividly remember the first time walking in there in the late 60s and saying to myself the same thing, wow, grass is this green? Yeah. <laughs> and the uniforms were so white, yeah. and the red was so red. It was like, I vividly remember that. And, well, yeah, uh, because we watched on black and white TV. Right, right. And that, I don't know if I ever mentioned to you um, before, my father took me to a football game there. The Patriots played at Fenway when they first joined the league. And uh, actually saw him play uh, uh, John Madden and the Raiders. <laughs> no kidding. With, yeah, with double O, uh, Otto Graham was the center for oh, that. Yeah. Oh, and, gosh. yeah. And, yeah, so anyway, that was one observation. The other one is on this mess out that happened yesterday. And, you know, I mean, it's just horrible. And, you know, this whole gun control, this is nonsense. This, this is a result of what we've done to young men over the last 30 or 40 years. We started back in the 70s with all this ADHD. You know, kids that couldn't settle down were immediately medicated. And, uh, you know, some of the greatest thinkers of all time, Thomas Edison, uh, Einstein, many of these people were thought to have had ADHD. And, and over the course of time, it's just been a complete abuse on 
on young men. And this a statistic that I saw this morning, 70% of these shootings are, are uh, men under 18 years old. And, and we have just set them, you know, the whole white privilege thing, you, it goes on and on, and it goes on for 40 years. And sometimes the, 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 the things change, you know, what it is, but it's, it's something like that. White men have just been kicked to the back of the bus, and they grow up, and they don't feel like they have any need. They, they don't have any, you know, and this is, this is not a blanket statement, obviously, but you get these guys that grow up, and they just don't feel like they're wanted. They're not needed, and they, they stray, and sometimes it's drugs, sometimes it's this. I mean, but this is, this is just trouble. No, I'm not making any excuses. Don't get me wrong. What what happened is just disgusting. And apparently a lot of the kids that go to that school were Border Patrol agents' kids. Um, I think it's just, just coincidental. But um, anyway, you know, and then we talk about hardening the school. Well, you know, this, this school had all that in place, yet the kid found one side door that was unlocked. Other than that, you had to go through the front door, but... Somebody didn't do their job. You leave the door unlocked, and in he comes. And you know, he doesn't have to be a good shot. It's 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 a you know, it's like you yeah. know, shooting pigeons. Yeah, it's. But I think what we've done to young man, you know, I see it. I see it all the time, and it's just too bad we've lost too many young men to the social fight over. You know the white privilege and all of that. Just my observation. Right. I don't know, Kenny. No, we got to run. We got news coming up. But always appreciate your input. Yeah, yeah great. Hey, have a good day. All guys. right, man. You too. Um, yeah. You know, uh, trying to make sense out of something that that makes no sense. I, you know, um, I'm at a loss like everybody else. How do you do it? I don't know. I do not know. Um, Eight fifty nine is the time. We probably will have a news update on. That thing coming right up. We'll be back on the other side with more, so stick around and join us. Turning it down. Yeah, I know. No, I know. Go, I know. It's a go. great song. It boom, is. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Lynn, uh, Electric Light Orchestra. Don't bring me down. Nine oh six is the time. You know when Kenny was, uh, uh, and, and I, you know, somebody might not agree with Ken uh, when he called. But mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I, you know, we're not looking for unanimity. Um, you're going to interpret what happened in Texas um, in terms that you understand, not. That I understand, Jeannie understands, Ken understands. Doesn't matter. Um, how do you make sense of something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, when when terrorists flew the plane into the World Trade Center, 
how do you how do you justify that how do you make sense of that get your arms around the unthinkable the oh my god who would do that you, you know uh, why would an 18 year old kid uh kill his grandmother um uh, and then go to the school but he didn't graduate so he had issues okay and apparently the more they're going to dig into this the kid had issues okay why wasn't weren't those issues capitalized and and why wasn't he uh, uh, called out before? I don't know. I, well, I, yeah, and and beyond that, there are a lot of kids that have issues, a sure, lot of adults sure. that have issues, and it doesn't result in that. But kind hindsight of a is twenty twenty. Sure, you know, yeah. and, and this would probably be the same thing. Mm-hmm. And people will be saying, "Oh, look, you know." So trying to trying to get your arms around what 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 I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You're gonna how you're you're a product of your environment, so you're going to. Uh, immediately go to something that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And to Jeannie, to me, to Ken, to somebody in the car next to you on, on the road, they would disagree. It doesn't matter. We're all going to interpret the uninterpretable the way it makes sense to us. Um, sometimes we wait until information comes in so we don't run off half-baked. Eh, more often than not, we go with a gut judgment. Right. You know, that's the right. way we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll fine-tune the decision later. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking any way you look at it. Uh, and, and the people who are anti-firearm, you know where they're going to go immediately. Oh, it's the guns. Right. Well, you know, um, we don't know. Um, yes, the gun was the instrument. Yes, yes, I get that. Uh, but... Uh, were they legal? Was it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, come on. Um, that's where they're going to go. And why are you indicting everybody uh, who owns a firearm? Right. And saying you're all bad. Um, because remember when they said, oh, well, you know, uh, the people who flew the uh, planes into the World Trade Center were Muslim. Okay, so now we're supposed to indict all mm-hmm. Muslims. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, isn't that racist? You're not supposed to do that. How about dealing out to the people who did the bad, not, okay, so the kid was, um, um, what, Caucasian? So all Caucasians are bad. I mean, come on, guys, mm-hmm. stop painting with a broad brush. Um, it, it's, I understand the knee-jerk reaction. I get it. But uh, before you, you know, go off and with the, um, the theory, the sacrosanct, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's your opinion. Opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. Okay? So, um, I'll just leave it at that. So I, I'm not going to get on that road. Okay. Um, Kenny was talking about, uh, saw the uh, Patriots uh, play at Fenway Park. And, um, you know, I was thinking about that uh, because the Pats, um, the Patsies came in, um, let's see, 1960? It was 1960 that uh, the NFL said, okay, you can have a football team in Boston. Huh. And he said, okay, we're going to call it the Boston Patriots. And that was, the, that was the name. And they never had a home stadium when they were an AFL team. Never had one. Nickerson Field, Harvard Stadium, Fenway Park, and Boston College's alumni stadium all served as home fields during their time in the AFL. Um, yeah. And it took them three years to finally win a playoff game uh, to clinch the division. And they lost in the championship game. Anyway, 51 to 10. Um, But they finally got uh, Foxborough. 
1970. Um, and they said, okay, we're gonna change our names uh, from the Boston Patriots to the Bay State Patriots. Hmm. And the NFL went, uh, no, terrible name. Okay, you're the New England Patriots. And they went, yeah, that's what we meant. We're the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and something I did not know. Um, did you know they have a fight song? What? No, sing it. Uh, no, I don't, don't oh. sing it. Uh, do you know what the Patriots fight song is? No, sing it. I can't sing it. Oh. Um, you could play it. Uh, it's by the Dropkick Murphys. Oh, uh, all right. I'm warm into this. Yeah. I'm shipping up to Boston. Oh, yep. all right. Yep. All right. Uh, it was released in, in uh, 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dropkick Murphys. I'm shipping up to Boston. The single is the band's most successful to date and certified double platinum. So when did it become their fight song? It had to be fairly recent. Um, yeah, I guess. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it sold over a million digital copies. Uh, without ever hitting the Hot 100. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, anyway. Um, yeah, Shipping Up to Boston is the, um, is the, the, is the, the fight, fight song, song for the, for the uh, Boston Patriots, a.k.a. New England Patriots. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, so you can dig up Dropkick Murphy's yeah, um, Shipping Up to Boston, just in case you're wondering. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, 9.13 is the time. Something that uh, I it was probably lost on a lot of people uh, yesterday um, because of the news that was coming out of Texas. Uh, a committee, um, the base commission uh, committee, uh, was formed considering changing the names of nine U.S. military posts that were named after people with ties to the Confederacy. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, and their recommendations... Um, let's see, Fort Benning in Georgia will become Fort Moore. Fort Gordon in Georgia will be Fort Eisenhower. Fort A.P. Hill in Virginia will be Fort Walker. Fort Hood, Texas will be Fort Cavazos. Uh, Fort Lee in Virginia, Fort Greg Adams. Uh, Fort Pickett in Virginia would become Fort Barfoot. Fort Polk in Louisiana would be Fort Johnson. Um, and Fort Rucker in Alabama would be Fort Novacell. Um, and they, um, I don't know, they, they just said, yeah, we, we um, you know, want to change all this stuff. And it, it's not for sure that it's going to be, um, it's going to be changed. They were, they were going to uh, do another one too. Uh, Fort Belvoir in Virginia, which is the Army Corps of Engineers base. I've been to that base. Um, really cool base, by the way. Um, they, they considered changing the name, but didn't meet the requirements, uh, and so apparently the uh, Department of Defense uh, is going to conduct its own name review of that particular post. Uh, Fort Bragg in uh, uh, North Carolina, um, home to the 82nd Airborne, has more than 53,000 troops. Uh, that may be shifted as well. So um, just because they said this is what we suggest uh, is not a done deal yet. Um, we will have to see. Um, where it goes from there, but uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm um, ambivalent about a lot of this, uh, especially uh, because A.P. Hill, um, General Hill, um, was a, um, uh, well, 
lieutenant, uh, brigadier general. Uh, I mean, he went to West Point um, uh, in uh, 1842, uh, made friends with, with everybody. And then he, but he was from Virginia. So, you know, the war came and uh, he uh, ended up as a colonel and uh, caught General Lee's attention and Lee thought he was great and uh, um, promoted him up the ranks uh, throughout the, uh, throughout the uh, war between the states. Um, but he um, uh, was a respected general on both sides uh, of, the, uh, uh, of the battle. Uh, the Union uh, had respect for him. Uh, he performed well. Uh, the troops, his troops, um, respected. So, I mean, you know, again, we're painting with a broad brush and just saying, oh, Southern, uh, he was, you know, slaves. Uh, okay, uh, again, you're, you're ascribing things that may or may not uh, be accurate, but it's just easy uh, to, to paint um, the brush. But... Um, he was um, um, very successful um, um, in the command of the Light Division, less effective as a corps commander, eh, uh, because he was very emotional, I guess, um, hand-wringing. But he, <laughs> but he was uh, one of the war's most highly regarded generals on either side. Uh, when he was a major general, Robert E. Lee wrote that he was the best at that grade in the Army, um, and he had a reputation for arriving at Cedar Mountain, second bull run, Antietam, just in time to prove decisive. Um, and so, again, a professional, a soldier that was respected by friends and enemies. And, you know, but now, after the facts, we want to take the brush and make it go away. We're going to erase that part of our history because some people don't like it. Uh, I, when you start playing games with history, you're talking to the wrong guy. Uh, I'm way too invested in history to just say, we're going to make that go away. Let's pretend. Okay, boo, you're all gone now. There, it's all sanitized. I'm happy. I don't like that. Deal with it. 9.17 is the time. We'll take a break. Back with more right after this. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Darling, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter Little darling, it feels like years since it's been here Here comes the sun, here comes the sun I said, it's alright uh, Another contribution from a quiet beetle the Quiet Beetle. George. Yeah. Yeah. And why is he the Quiet Beetle? Well, because John and Paul were writing everything, mm-hmm. and he'd say, "Hey, I got one here." And, and uh, <laughs> what did he say again? That was pretty good. Hey, I got one here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can you do? That was my all liver of our show. Yeah. I love it. Do all of our shows with that accent? I'd be yeah. spellbound. Yeah, liver puddlian scoos. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and they all kind of went, "Oh, George, knock it off." <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, but, 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 and, and, you know, they give him a song on an album. Uh-huh. Okay. This will shut him up. Um, you know, and, and then they kind of went, oh, that's, that's not a bad song. Yeah. You know, something. Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's pretty maybe. good. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, then he started coming into his own. They're like, 
Damn, you've been hiding your light under a bushel. That's pretty good. <laughs> See the influence that Paul and I had on you? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we can take the yeah. credit for yeah, this yeah. somehow. So, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, that was George. Um, that was his one of his contributions. It's yeah. like, oh, it's kind of cool. All right. Well, you know what? You might see the next time you're gazing into the sun and you're thinking, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. No, it's a drone. It's a Walmart drone. Did you see that? Walmart, their next uh, endeavor, (laughs) they are ramping up to provide drone deliveries. They're going to try this across six states so far. Those states, of course, would be Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Texas, Utah, and Virginia. And initially, they had done this for like emergency provisions, like they're going to send a drone in to to bring you the stuff that you really have to have. Keep droning on. Okay. I'm I'm droning (laughs) on. Here we go. And all right, I will interrupt my drone with a question for you. What do you think the most popular item to be delivered by drone is up to this point? Beer. No, oh. that's a good one, though. Yeah. It's close. Hamburger helper. That's what people are finding as an emergency provision. Hamburger helper. Seriously. Seriously. It's right there. Have you had print. Lately? Not lately. Yeah. I used it back in the day. Yeah. And we loved we it. All did. We loved yeah. it. Yeah. But you could dress it up. Oh, sure. You know, take, oh, sure. The, take the stuff out of the box, but then you throw some peppers and onions and, yep. and shrooms and, you know, kind of. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. But wow. Um, Hamburger helper? That's what I want to have droned in? Interesting. Okay. Um, But yeah, we've talked about this before that, you know, hey, I was so broke, I survived on hamburger helper spam and rice-a-roni. I mean, you know, you did it. And you made it, you dressed it up, and it it was okay. 925 is the time. And it's time for us to, uh, we're going to go from the sun to a little breath of sunshine. Uh, down in Henniker, Henniker Farm and Country <laughs> Store, uh, Route 114 North. Jess is back with us. How are you, kiddo? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. You hiding in the greenhouse? Um, actually, I am. I'm playing with fruit trees right now, and I got distracted with the fruit trees. <laughs> That's a good thing to get distracted with. Sure is. <laughs> wow. So what kind of fruit tree? Oh, I've been playing with a couple cherries, the plums, the Bartlett. The Bartlett pears, apricots, the four-way apple tree. We have one left. A bunch of regular apple trees, and our new Yesberry bush uh, no, fruit, we'll... which is really kind of cool. What is All it? All right, tell us about that one. Oh yeah, so Yesberries are like the blueberry in uh, Japan, Russia, all over there. They are like a blueberry, but they're like oblong. And you only need one. You can get two to be more prolific, but you really only need one. And they're um, very, very uh, vitamin packed. Wow. Now, do I have to get a yeah. cross, do I have to get a cross pollinator, or is it self pollinating? No, it is self pollinating. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, and they're uh, full full of fruit right now. So we were kind of like oogling them this morning. I did post them on our Facebook page, so if you wanted to check them out, yeah. So Deter- I'm having fun out here. Determinate or indeterminate? Good question. Thank you. Comes back and berries every year. Well, I didn't know. I mean, is, is it going to be a 20-foot tree or, or, you know? So, they they don't get overly big. They get about five to six feet tall and okay. wide. Okay. 
Okay. Yep. And they're zone three hardy, so they definitely can handle our winters by all means. Got it. Um, very low maintenance. They're pretty deer resistant. Um, very little for pruning. Adapts, mo- um, adapts to most well-drained soils. Yeah. Wow. Pretty fun. Oh, that's cool. Something new and something different. So are fruit trees flying off the flying off the shelves? They sure are. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yep, yep. We have some apple trees. There's an apple tree out here with already an apple on it. And I think I saw Becca picked up a Bartlett pear with um, already a, a pear growing on it. So, yeah. How about... It's fun. Kelly and I are rearranging, bringing out some roses that are beautifully in bloom. How you how are your veggies doing? Oh, they're flying, but they're doing really good. Good. You're not running out yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. So get down there while yeah, the selection's gotta... still good. Yep. Yeah, we just got a new uh, new shipment in Monday, so we are we got our greenhouses full again. Wow. But they are uh, we are selling a lot, which is really good. But we do get it all locally grown from local farmers and local families, so mm. we definitely like that. And you can see the difference; they're definitely a very healthy plant. So everybody now is zoning in on on fertilizing and and grass seeding and and plant. I mean, they're they're into it now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Starting their gardens, starting their boxes, their flower boxes. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Uh, how about, how about uh, what are you hearing about uh, bugs? What, what's bothering um, people? Not too much. I hear the spider mites have been kind of out in a problem with a lot of people. So we do have organic solutions and non-organic solutions for that, depending on how hardcore you want to get into it. Um, but that's really all about it. It hasn't been too bad from what I've heard yet. Huh. Which is a good thing. How long does it take to kill uh, grubs and, and spider mites when you put uh, stuff into the soil? Um, so it depends on what route you go. So like with grubs, we do have a knock them, sock them, kill them 24 hours, they're dead. Um, then we have other ones like milky spore that takes a little bit longer, but it's organic. So it depends on what route you want to go. Hmm. All right. Okay. Um, yep. You've got, uh, when's your meat sale coming up again? I don't know. I've been trying to get in contact with Nate. I know that they um, they sold a lot of meat these past two sales we had. So they were running low when I was talking with um, his brother, Graham, the other day. So um, to be determined. Okay. Keep, keep, but they, keep, didn't, they didn't think that if they did another sale, they would have enough meat for the, the, for the day. So Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, keep us so. in the loop on that one. Oh, I definitely will, yeah, because they've definitely been a huge success, and a lot of people coming. I mean, if you've tasted one of their fresh steaks, uh, oh, they're just so melt-water and delicious. Uh, nothing like it. So you're still getting, you're still getting newbies uh, coming down to see you for the first time? Absolutely. We love it. Kelly and I have been busting outside in the greenhouses trying to keep them all really nice and everything well stocked. Um, but it's been really fun to meet a lot of new people. A lot of people who have either moved to the area or just stopping in that have been here for a while that have never come to us. So it's, it's really fun to meet all the new people. And they're going, are you the girls on the radio? Yep, I have had a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so how are the kids? Oh, they're doing great. Growing like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yep. Uh, this is your busy time. I mean, this is, you know, this is what it's all about for you. So uh, go down and see Jess. Yep. Henniker Farm and Country Store, Route 114 North in Henniker. And she's, you'll find her by the fruit trees of the greenhouse. So she's right there. Yep. And Monday and Friday, Charlotte's usually outside with Kelly and I in the mornings before the sun gets too hot. And she's out here helping us too and saying hi to the customers. So it's 
fun to getting her involved. Oh, that's great. What are your hours, Jess? We are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturdays, 8 to 5. Normally, we're Sundays, 9 to 1. This Sunday, we are 9 to 3. So if you want to squeeze us in for a last-minute shopping and planting, we're here. Cool. It's going to be a busy weekend. And the phone number? 428-3255. There you go. And don't forget the 603, because that's the thing nowadays. Yeah, I know. It's the thing. <laughs> All right, kiddo. Hey, stay well. We'll talk to you again soon. We will. Have a good one, guys. All right. See ya. That's Jess down at the Henniker Farm and Country Store. She's outside with one of her girls, so go on down. Say hey. 9.32 is the time. Taking a break. Back with more. Yep, we got another bad boy, bad boy, uh, Fugitive of the Week from the U.S. Marshal Service, District of New Hampshire. Um, and uh, you can uh, go to WNTK, uh, to our Facebook page, and you can eyeball Eric Jeffrey Roman, um, and he is uh, he's there. Um, he's uh, failed in his duty to report as a sex offender, and uh, he is... Uh, he is being uh, encouraged to give himself up. Um, and, of course, uh, he was last known to reside in Nashua. His current whereabouts are unknown. Um, and it's going to be better for him if he uh, surrenders himself. Uh, if the U.S. Marshals have to go looking for him, um, they will not. Um, it will not look good in the eyes uh, of the court uh, when he is pulled before a judge. So, uh, Eric Jeffrey Roman... Uh, if you uh, or some of your friends are listening this morning, uh, do the right thing, man. Drop a dime. Uh, you can call the uh, U.S. Marshal 603-225-1632. Um, and somebody who knows more about this case than I do, obviously, but I'm looking at the Future of the Week poster. Uh, with us, uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal Jeff White. Hey, Jeff. Welcome back. Hey. Hey, hey good morning. How are you? Uh, living the dream. Uh, that's a lie. I can tell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't want to wake up. You know how that works. Yeah, well, we're still getting paid to do what we do, so it's all good. Well, you do that voodoo, you do, and I sleep better at night because of it. Thank you. Well, we appreciate that, that's for sure. All right. So I was just talking about Eric Jeffrey Roman and uh, hoping that he does the right thing and, and drops a dime and turns himself in. Yeah, either, either that or we can go track him down. So either way, we have a lot of information on the poster, a lot of tattoos that were listed out uh, uh, you know, he's got a tattoo on his back that says Earned Minds, uh, left forearm Asia, on his chest Cynthia, abdomen Moe, uh, full sleeve on his right arm, $100 bill on his right forearm, uh, Brooklyn on his right hand, and left hand boy, and 718. Wow. Uh, it's definitely something that's going to stand out to some people. We have three different photos that all look pretty similar. Uh, looks like his hair is pretty long, pulled back, high forehead, uh, likes to sport that goatee. He is on the Sex Offender Registry Board website as well. He, he has to, you know, register for life due to his conviction back in 2008. So he, he's, not, he's not the kind of guy you want living in your neighborhood without at least knowing where he is. So that's why we have the registration. So hopefully uh, we can find out where he is and get him back on track. This guy has no fixed address? Is he a couch surfer? Uh at this time, he was living in Nashua with family, but uh, I think uh, he was trying to do the right thing. He had set an appointment originally with Nashua PD to register, called back and said, sorry, not going to make it. I'm on vacation. They tried to uh, contact him multiple different ways. 
and phones dead and not returning any calls, talk to family, same kind of uh, pushback. So it seems like he's just trying to avoid registering at this point. Mm. So uh, that's why uh, they asked us to help track him down, and hopefully the public can help us on that. Gotcha. All right, who's the case agent on this one? Case agent on this is uh, Deputy U.S. Marshal Grillo. He can be reached at our main number, 603-225-1632. Or as always, right on the post, you'll see a link that says Web Tip. That'll send us an anonymous email. Or you can text the word NHTIP, followed by any information to the phone number TIP411. Again, as I always say, completely anonymous. We don't need your name in any report. You don't need to testify against Mr. Roman. It's all about tracking him down, getting him in front of the judge, and more importantly, getting him back registered as a sex offender. Uh, being a level three sex offender, most likely to reoffend. We want to know where you are, uh, whether it's where you work, where you play, where you sleep. These are the things that the public wants to know, and that's why we have these laws in place, and we want to make sure that you're obeying them. Okay, obviously I don't know from Adam about this. Uh, level three, is that high or is that uh, is level one high? Uh, level three is the highest. Oh. It is most likely to reoffend and is lifetime registration, and I believe they have to uh, update their registration if anything changes and check in, I believe, every six months, sometimes more than that. So it's uh, it's pretty stringent requirement, and it's uh, one of those things that they try to enforce uh, pretty heavily. But, uh, you know, one of the laws that the Marshal Service enforces is the Adam Walsh Act, which is a federal law. So if Mr. Roman should leave the state of New Hampshire in an effort to avoid registering, that becomes a federal offense. And and worse, you know, never mind going to prison federally for that kind of offense, but more substantial is the fact that he'll be under lifetime supervision, which means reporting to a probation officer as well as registering. So it's it's pretty incumbent on to him to make sure he's doing the right thing and registering so it doesn't go to that next level. So we encourage him to do the right thing. And if he's dumb enough to leave the state of New Hampshire and invoke the Adam Walsh Act, uh, does he not know that the U.S. Marshals are everywhere? Yeah, some people forget that. You know, it's right in the name, United States, that's our jurisdiction. <laughs> so U.S., all its territories, we have people overseas, foreign countries. Uh, you know, you can run but you're going to get caught. So it's definitely not worth it. You're going to get caught. You're going to do potentially more prison time. You're going to have to register and be under supervision forever. And it's it's just not worth it. Take care of your issues that you have locally, and let's move on and uh, keep going. There you go. All right. And again, you can go to our Facebook page, WNTK Facebook. You can eyeball Eric Jeffrey Roman uh, and uh, see the litany of tats that he's got uh, and the uh, the photos and the contact uh, numbers uh, with Deputy U.S. Marshal Grillo, um, and everything you need to know. If you see Eric Jeffrey Roman, please do the right thing um, and drop a dime. All right, we'll see what we can Thank do to help you, so Jeff. Much. I really appreciate it, Peter. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully yeah. with uh, good news about Mr. Roman and many others. Good news. We'll look forward to it, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. All right, 942 is the time. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more. Jimmy Messina. Mama Don't Dance, Daddy Don't Rock and Roll. 1972? 72, I think, yeah. And then Poison did a cover version of it. Uh, 
Um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of more heavy metal. Well, I would think, but yeah. it was it was okay. Yeah, but I kind of like that one. Right. I know the original. Nine forty-seven is the time. Uh, in case you missed it, Red Sox, oh, great, sixteen to three, yesterday over the Chicago White Sox. Uh, six in a row now for uh, the Red Hose, and going to try to go for seven. What? Oh. <laughs> I had to think that through. Like, what are you saying? The red hose. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Like stockings. Thank you. I, 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 yeah, but, okay. Not a fan. Okay. Oh, all right. They're going to do it again tonight. Mm-hmm. Eight ten <laughs> is the first pitch. Uh, see if we can extend uh, extend the run to seven. That's, yes. That would be great. Yes. Uh, you okay? I don't, I don't think. I'm sorry. So. Am I interrupting a stroke? <laughs> what, what am I? <laughs> You're causing a stroke. Okay, all right, all right. Go on, please. go all on. Right. I'll try to get it. You can it hear all the control. action right here on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. And AM 14.9. Did you like the dramatic pause? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. AM 1490. Pause. Dramatic pause. AM 1490. FM 98.9 WUVR. Oh, right? Uh, That's gold yeah, yeah, right fine. there. All right. And want to thank some of our many... Red Sox sponsors for bringing you all the action, including but not limited to Colonial Pharmacy in New London, HP Roofing in White River Junction, Key Chevrolet in White River Junction, Stiefel Nicholas in New London, uh, Estate Wildlife Control in Canaan, River Valley College in Claremont, Lebanon, and in Keene, and Yastramsky Electrical and Emergency Power Systems of Kentucky, and oh, and Lumber Barn in Bradford. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate. And now, Got something to got something to cheer about. It's like okay, yes, yes. We, the bats are alive now, and we're starting to smoke here. It's like looking good. Um, Red Sox uh, uh, prospect um, home run leader Nick Northcutt has 15, uh, 15 home runs, one in every eight at bats. It's like okay, new bud coming in. Mm-hmm. It's like that's great. That's what you want to see. So uh, we still need a closer. Um, I'm not impressed with our um, our closers, but anyway, uh, batting average we're uh, um, fourth right now with a 251, uh, tenth for um, uh, runs. So you know we're 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 getting there. We're starting to pick up the slack. We uh, kind of got in a little lull. Uh, we were in the cellar, uh, but not no more. I know that's a double negative, uh, but anyway, we're um, uh, have dug out of the cell. Uh, a seller. We're in fourth place right now, nine and a half games back of the uh, Bronx Bombers. Tampa Bay in second, Toronto third, Boston. There you go. So, and we're only two and a half games uh, behind Toronto in third place. So, beautiful. Yeah, we're getting there. Yes. So it's there okay. is hope. It, it's encouraging. Is. Yep. yep. So we'll we've got uh, the game tonight at eight ten, and uh, tomorrow night a uh, game at eight ten as well. So, and then they're back. Uh, they leave Chicago, and they're back at uh, Friendly Fenway Park. We hope it'll stay Friendly Fenway yes, Park. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Americans in Jersey uh, sounding off on gas prices after the president said the surging costs are part of an incredible transition. Yeah, uh, putting putting some spin on stick. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, one woman said, "I don't believe a word he says. He's been in the business for forty something years. hasn't done much." She said, hey, start drilling. Do something. Mm-hmm. We can't be the only ones trying to save the world. If we're getting our oil from somewhere, let it be right here at home. Oh, I'm sorry. She made sense. Uh, gas prices uh, repeatedly reached record highs in the last few months. Um, yesterday, 
national average, again, 460 a gallon. Um, Wayne, who walked to the gas station for groceries, said, I'm out here walking because I can't afford the gas. Is that your accent? Are you trying to be yes, in New Jersey? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, go ahead. I watch The Sopranos. So hey, I'm, right. I'm, I'm down You're with good. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Richard, <laughs> who drives a small truck, said he pays 40 bucks in gas a day. Um, somebody, he's, somebody else said, gas prices have doubled since Biden got in office. It's been horrible. How do you get back and forth? Um, some visitor uh, to the Garden State said, this should not be allowed. It's taking a lot of money out of people's pockets. Well, duh. <laughs> and I'm sorry, she's from California, and they have the highest state average at $6.07 a gallon. Good night. So no wonder you're enjoying Yeah. Um, she said, people aren't doing as many things. It's less money that they can use on, oh, you know, spending money on their kids, their houses, their food. Duh. Uh, the gas station attendant said, some people don't want to pay for it. They said, it's too much money. Well, well, yeah, well nobody wants to pay for it. What does that mean? And here's the person. This is the person when they were younger, they got beat up on the playground. Oh, no. And Everett said, Oh, dear. If you want to enjoy life, you got to pay. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. right. And weren't we supposed to have a test today? Wait, you forgot to collect our homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it. During the Monday press conference, Biden said the uh, high gas prices were part of an incredible transition that's taking place that, God willing, <laughs> when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuel. He gives the same kind of spin that my that I do to my kiddos, and and it makes them grown now. Like if I have a project that I want us to do, like like we're gonna mm, clean the basement, yep. I'll be like, all right, let's get together, you guys. We are gonna do something really cool. It's gonna be a good because in my mind, I'm thinking all I have to do is like make one little section of it, like a Lego station or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. But of course, to do that, we gotta clean the whole basement. And I do this over and over again. I'll do it with their rooms or anything that I want to have. I'll try to make it into a big, fun project. Mm -hmm. So now, when I say to my kids, we are going to do something really cool, Got they it. all groan and try to run. So it's the same kind yeah, of spin. Yeah, I, I, you know, nobody's buying it. Yeah. Well, some, and, and uh, some people at this gas station said, uh, yeah, we're not happy with the Biden administration's climate-centric push. Um, this guy said, electric cars don't run well in the winter. They get cold, they lose their charge. That's not an option because we're going to go electric. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> these visions of <laughs> static electricity. Everybody be walking around with sure. little balloons, rubbing them in their hair. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that would work in the winter. Can I tell you what I wanted to do in the basement? Uh, I don't think we want to know. What, what, I do, the mic is on. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, a house that I owned previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, floor. Perfect. Yep. And I said, I want to paint it. Uh-huh. Okay. Monopoly board. Oh. I, the whole basement would have been a Monopoly board. Yeah. And I was going to get little tricycles and a wagon. And, <laughs> oh, we were. We, That's clever. Okay. We were, I like it. Yeah. And and I was going to have big printed uh, chance cards. Sure. Uh, community chess cards. Yeah. And get those big honking fuzzy dice. That's. And. Amazing. And grab a couple, you know, get you and the old man, come down. We'll yeah. go down in the basement. Yeah. And we'll have a few drinks. Yeah. Get on our little tricycle. Play, Mono play Monopoly. <laughs> I love that. See? That's very creative. That's Hello? pretty good. Yeah. I said, but I sold the house. Oh. And the one I have now. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Uh, yeah. The movie? Regrettably, yes. Okay. My basement looks like that. Oh. Okay. So 
Yeah, no. No, 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 no not doing we're it. good. We're good. We're in the other house, it would have worked like a champ. Okay. But can you see all of us? Oh, my God. On little tricycles, that is so pedaling cool. around, rolling the fuzzy dice. And, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm playing Pasco, the game. here's your 200 bucks. Okay, you cool. Would, that would be the yeah. place to be every weekend. What I'm saying. Is that why you abandoned the idea? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought that would be cool. That is cool. Yeah. That is awesome. So, you know, if you do it, please invite us. Uh, we'll come down and play in your basement. Yeah. 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 We'll oh, that is good. I yes. I thought that'd be a hoot. I think somebody needs to pick up that, yeah, that uh, baton that you left there. Yeah, but unfortunately now, I, my house was built in 1856. Yeah. And so I've got a um, uh, stone foundation, yeah. dirt dirt cellar. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, see, yeah. I didn't get that creative when my when my kids were real little. And before you really knew about like home theaters, I came up with that idea and I'm like trying to, OK, what we're going to do. We've got these couches and this chair. And I like tried to manufacture risers in my, in my living room and put the couch on a riser behind the first row of seats. I wanted to make it really cool and we had this huge wall to make like a movie sized screen so that the kids would be really excited. Yeah. The problem is I usually run out of steam like halfway through or something doesn't work and I'm like, well that was a stupid idea. Let's put it all back and it just did not work. But and then yeah, you mine was not as creative as a you, monopoly you've board. Pick up the slack. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'm like, hey guys, remember how you helped mommy move that couch? Well, guess what? We need to put it back. Oh. So there are several reasons why my kids groan when I get a project going. Oh man, and I know people who have worked um, worked for uh, the highway department mm-hmm. plowing mm-hmm. Uh, some of the storms we've had. They're on fourteen hours. Yeah, and then they get home, and the spouse says. Can you help me move furniture? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going we're, we're to flip this. Yeah. And yes. and he's like, um, it's not going to work. Yes, it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right, fine. And flips the furniture. And, and then, then and then the spouse who initiated the project went, huh. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, okay, does. let's put it back. <laughs> That's, Whoa. That's me, except Whoa. almost worse. Like, I won't wait for help because I'm not that patient. So I drag furniture across the floors. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. We used to have a beautiful shine on our hardwood floors. Not anymore. And it's all me. Yep, 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 yep. But now that they're all scratched up, I don't worry about it. So I can just move furniture away. How do you do that? I don't know. I, I do. I drag stuff and oh maneuver and kitty corner and rock things. And no, it's not good. And then go, yeah, I liked it the other way better. Ooh, ooh, yep, ooh, yep, yep, ooh. yep. Not, not good. Maybe the kitchen should stay where it is. Um, when uh, um, when is uh, Top Gun showing? I believe very. We, we have is plans to go see it. Yes, this okay. weekend. You yep. going to go? Yes, sir. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, bringing the kids? No, not this time. You Thank you. Want to bring me? <laughs> no, I oh. said no kids. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm buying popcorn. Oh, maybe we'll talk about it. Or, or the little, yeah. the little non-pareils there. Yeah, 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 or yeah. The yeah, little yeah. melt duds. Yeah, all those movie candies. Yeah, all the healthy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay, we fritted away two more hours. Yeah, we did. Oh, and we're gonna do it again tomorrow. Come on back and join us. Have a great day. Get outside. Take us with you. Play nice. Sounded like air.